Welcome to the blogcast, Let There Be Lose. I'm your host, Linda Garcia, also known as Lose Warrior. The intention of this blogcast is to bring spirituality to the forefront, to not be afraid of what your intuition is telling you, but to encourage you to take action on it. This is the fourth episode in the Yoni series. In this series, we will focus on the healing of the Yoni. The intention of this series is to connect to our creative power. Return to the one. Welcome back to another episode of Let There Be Lose. I'm excited for this episode. I'm nervous for this episode. I'm really glad that I didn't upload this with episode 23 because there's so much important information that I just really felt like this particular conversation needed to not be attached with 20 minutes worth of updates. But you know, Life is happening so fast that I do have a really quick update before we get into this episode. As I mentioned, I am laying to rest for now the healings and the coaching for the month of May, which was originally going to be executed in May, and I am not sure when it will launch. So I don't know if we'll go up in June or July. I'm going to go with the flow as I am working through this. For the coaching that Dari is doing with me, Dari Luna, I mentioned all of this in the last episode, I have redirected my goals and instead I'm really focusing on the financial growth that I am trying to work on expanding. So I created framework for myself, not only as I previously mentioned to perform healings on myself and to journal, but I created a very specific framework that I would follow in the month of May as I am working through this. I started the framework yesterday. I identified immediate triggers and instead of pushing off working on these triggers, I took the time to just work on them immediately because I had the allotted time to do so. As soon as I worked through my triggers and my fears and what I was feeling surrounding money, I found so much relief in doing this. It's so crazy to me that I talk about this in every single area of my life, but money has never been the area where I have implemented the work that I preach. I just, it baffles me. I still can't believe it. But you know, we're all healing. I'm healing. I'm going through this journey as well. So as I did this framework, not only did I feel good about the way it was unfolding for myself, I felt good in that I was still achieving my initial goal of building the framework for coaching. 
It went hand in hand because now this framework that I am using for myself, that I have created for myself, I am going to also implement in the coaching. So it is so crazy how intricate the hand of God is, like how intricate the universe is and how it all works cohesively together. And the channeling that Daddy Luna did for me in the part where she said that I was going to find my treasure, that this was the missing key, it is so crazy that just in a couple of days that I have been focusing on this, I can see that it it 100% is the missing key, even though that resonated and I felt it true in my heart, it is completely different to actually experience it and watch everything unfold. Within a matter of about four hours after putting in the work, we received an email from a lawsuit that we had from a car accident that took place two years ago while I was pregnant. We were unable to get a hold of the other person's insurance. They never answered. It seemed to be a fraudulent insurance company. There was a machine. No one ever answered. We filed the claim, filed the report. We did everything on our end, and we never received anything. Nothing. Not a peep from the other side whatsoever. I mean, this was two years ago. It was like, whatever. Let's just let it go. And yesterday, after doing the framework, we received an email from our lawyer telling us that the insurance company of this other person has finally reached out and they want to give us a lump sum amount in order to settle the case. (laughs) I couldn't believe it because there was no case. There was no case because we couldn't get a hold of anyone on the other side. I wholeheartedly believe that because I cleared these blockages and began to do this framework that I manifested this money. This is the way manifesting works. It works like this in every single way you can think of. If, for instance, you had a meeting that was supposed to happen, that never happened, that you were looking forward to, maybe it was a job interview, maybe it was a potential business meeting for something that was really going to help you expand, and for whatever reason, that meeting falls through the cracks, and then all of a sudden you let go, you're in alignment, you're feeling great, and then the meeting manifests, and then all of those emotions of, oh my gosh, this is coming, this is happening, start to flourish again, and from a different perspective. That is what manifesting is like. There is no doubt about it. I believe that I attracted the money. I was clear in my mind, from my perspective, and in the way that I was thinking about money. I think it is so important to share real-time growth for the purpose of inspiration, for the purpose of a confirmation in the work that we're doing. I basically feel like I'm putting myself through a personal experiment based on the experience that I have with growth spiritually. So we'll see how it all works out on the other side. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the pain body and consciousness. Return to the one. Return to the one. 
I know I've mentioned the pain body in a couple of episodes, and I really want to explain what the pain body is. I don't think I've ever explained necessarily what it is or gone into depth with it. The pain body is a term that I learned from Eckhart Tolle. He is one of my favorite spiritual teachers. I love all of his work. I really resonate with a lot of what he has to say. The pain body is parts of us that has been hurt in the past. We all have different size pain bodies depending on how often we've been hurt. The more that we've been hurt, the bigger the pain body is. So imagine a ball of energy and every time you get hurt, this ball of energy expands. You get hurt again, the ball of energy expands you get hurt again. It continues to expand over time because we're unconscious human beings. We are walking around for the most part unconscious. I think it's pretty safe to say that enlightened beings are conscious and I wouldn't consider myself an enlightened being. Pain bodies can spend most of their time asleep or they can spend most of their time awake. For most people, pain bodies are sleeping And then we get triggered and the pain body awakens. For some people, the pain body is completely awake and occasionally goes to sleep. Pain bodies can range from, for example, in the last one, how I mentioned, I used to talk about experiences, traumatic experiences over and over to myself in my own head or to my close friends of things that were taking place. So I was constantly making myself the victim over and over and over. I made myself the victim 1000 times over than what I should have, but it was the only way I knew how to cope with it because I was living so unconsciously. The other extreme to this pain body is a pain body that is so strong that is willing to perhaps hurt someone, abuse them, even worse, kill them. There are also pain bodies that will hurt themselves, like people that cut themselves or people that commit suicide. This is the range of pain bodies that people are dealing with. If you have a collective group of powerful pain bodies, then what you're looking at is destructions like war. If you've ever been in a relationship where you thought you knew someone, I'm going to give you an example. I was in an abusive relationship and I thought I knew this person. I thought that I knew he would never hit me. Even though I did have little small red flags when I saw his pain body flare up. For instance, if I saw him punch a wall or break something. Those are red flags of the pain body and what you're capable of doing if there's some destruction, big destruction like throwing a TV, punching a wall. That is a glimpse of how big that pain body can embody that person, take over, control that person. If we're looking at this from like a religious perspective, it's almost like a demon, like a demon that takes over a person and possesses someone. So you think you know someone and then all of a sudden they're possessed by this demon. You can't even recognize the look in their eyes and they do something so destructively that takes you by shock. What you are looking at is 
the takeover of the pain body that was asleep at one point and was awakened and now moves through the person taking complete control of who they are, who their essence is. I had a mentor that once gave me the advice, which I think is great advice. He said, before you get married, witness what the other person is willing to do in their most angriest state. And if that person is willing to hit a wall, run, Linda, run. He was absolutely right. I really want to say that you can tell the size of your pain body by looking at the people that reflect you. So remember in last Yoni series episode about identifying blockages, point number four was to see the reflection of yourself in someone else, that that will usually tell you who you are. You can identify the size of your pain body by looking at the size of someone else's pain body. We're a reflection of one another, so it's easy to see. Whether you are the abuser or the abused, the way I see it is someone that is the abuser, their pain body is more than likely constantly awake. And for the person being abused, their pain body is constantly more asleep, more making itself the victim. But those two pain bodies need each other. They need each other to validate themselves. The victim needs to be validated that they are the victim. And the abuser needs to be validated that they are in power and they are in control. What I want, I guess, for you to take from this episode is that you have a pain body. I would like for you to identify how often your pain body awakens and behaves and acts through you. The pain body is so attached to who we are that we don't even realize that we are not the pain body. We don't realize that. We think that's us. We think that when we start behaving mean and evil and ugly, we think that is us, but that is not us. That is an entity that is separate from us that needs to be able to survive through us. The pain body needs us We don't need the pain body. I don't need my pain body. I want to give you a quick example. I was able to identify my pain body this past weekend. My daughter was here and I was having a really hard time finding something to wear because I started to gain some weight. So the clothes that I had been wearing is not fitting me properly. One of the reasons I've been gaining weight, side note, is because I'm facing a lot of stuff that I'm working through. It is really easy for women to start gaining weight when they want to run from something or protect their hearts. So they'll start overeating in order to really build a barrier between themselves and their heart. So you're like essentially building a type of cushion. So I've been doing that and I've been going up in weight and I also stopped working out. I had a series of things that took place and it just kind of threw me off balance, threw me off course. I'm excited to say that I'm back on course now because I am identifying what I'm doing. I was lost in the sauce for a second. (laughs) 
So anyways, back to my daughter and I. I couldn't find what to wear and she liked one outfit better because she said, you know, it was much more flattering and I wanted to wear this other outfit that was just much more comfortable. And I knew that she had chosen the flattering one because I didn't look as flattering in the one where I felt most comfortable. You could see my weight gain and in the other one I was kind of hiding it. So I had asked for her opinion and I left so frustrated when I walked out of the room. I was like, I'm going to have to put another whole outfit together and start from the beginning because I don't, now I don't feel comfortable wearing the outfit that I thought was comfortable. Anyways, as I'm walking out, I'm triggered because she had already spent an hour doing her makeup and we still needed to set up some tables for the party outside. We were having a party and she was still doing her makeup. So I yelled like, how much longer are you going to keep doing your makeup? And the second I released that rage, I knew that it wasn't about the tables. I was mad because of not being able to find something to wear, being mad at myself for the weight that I've allowed myself to gain in this last month. I began to identify what I was doing. That moment is crucial constantly as we move through our day. It's identifying where is this anger coming from? Is it from what's happening in this moment? Or is this a frustration that I am taking out on someone else? It's kind of like a game, really. You're living your life and it's basically just constantly identifying the pain body. That is when we begin to enter a path of consciousness. It's so hard for me to hear the word woke being thrown around so much because my interpretation of woke is completely opposite of the way I feel it is being utilized in today's day and age. And I think we'll get into these conversations more as the podcast progresses. The key to keeping the pain body under, I don't necessarily want to say control, but without power is to be present in this moment and not attaching yourself to whatever pain the pain body is vibrating from. So remember that that ball of energy is accumulated negative experiences that we are constantly identifying ourselves with. We didn't let it go. We relive it. It is in our nature to identify ourselves with our past experiences. It's not a healthy state of mind. It is a sick state of mind, and it is the state of mind that all of us, most especially those that are listening to this podcast, because you're seeking light. You're wanting to unattach yourself, but you don't even know what you're trying to unattach yourself from. It is the pain body. The pain body is also the ego. So the key is spend more time present than you do in the past or the future. Because what we tend to do is spend more time in the past or the future than we do in the present. It is really challenging to stay present all the time, constantly. It feels like a lot of work until it comes second nature to us for the most part. It's a lot of work in the beginning, but it is work that needs to take place if you want to transcend and if you want to become a conscious person. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, how do we deal with a pain body? How do we diminish it? How 
do we become more conscious beings? Well, one of them is the triggers that I mentioned. And in one of those triggers, I talked a little bit about sharing your story without necessarily having a relief at the end of the story. I really want to touch on this subject because I think it is really important for when we are seeking healing over traumatic situations such as abuse of any type, it is important to enlist either a therapist or enlist someone that is much more conscious than us. To me, this means don't enlist your homegirls. Do not enlist your homegirls in therapy because more times than none, they are living an unconscious life as unconscious as we are. Because remember, we are a reflection of one another. And what happens when you tell your story to someone that is unconscious, you wake up their pain body. And together, you are collectively creating an unconscious group of women. You are creating an unconscious dialogue between two women that are awakening each other's pain bodies and building their pain body and making it bigger and bigger and bigger. I wish someone would have told me this when I was younger. About five years ago, I was going through a particular situation and I was sharing what I was going through with my friend. I was really sad. I was, I was in a place where I was really hurt. And my friend told me, Linda, we could talk about this over and over as many times as you'd like. I'm here to listen, but I can't help you. I can't make this go away for you. You need to seek therapy. That was the best advice anyone could have given me. Because one is that it gave me permission to seek therapy. I hadn't given it as much thought. I think occasionally I would think, you know, maybe I should go to therapy for that one thing that took place when I was younger. But, you know, I just felt like, no, I'm, I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm doing great. I'm growing. I'm becoming a much more healthier person. All of these excuses that I had on why I didn't need to seek therapy. And more than giving me permission, she kind of confirmed that maybe it was time for me to seek help. And I did. And it was one of the best decisions of my life. And I do have to say this, that before anyone seeks any type of help from any therapist, I really want to empower you to find the therapist that is right for you because therapists have pain bodies also and you could find yourself attracted to a therapist that can trigger your pain body just because there's doctors that go to school and have extensive knowledge and studies. It doesn't mean they're conscious. It doesn't mean they are, you know, liberated from the problems that normal human beings go through on a day-to-day -day level. No, they're still human too. The idea is to find a therapist that is much more conscious and can keep you present in the moment and pull you away from the past as you're working through your healing. 
when I first decided to go through therapy, I connected with a therapist based on my insurance. For the most part, what I would do with any of my doctors is call the first one on the list. And that was my doctor. I never realized that I had the power to choose the proper person for me, the proper therapist. Even if you're seeking out therapy that is available to community that doesn't have insurance, you still have the power to seek someone out that can help you that is the right fit for you. Don't ever take that power away from yourself. The first therapist that I called, I hadn't set up my voicemail on my phone yet, and I guess she had attempted to call me back several times. My voicemail wasn't set up, and I guess I was screening the calls and I didn't answer. It was a new phone. I can't really remember the specifics of the situation, but when I finally spoke to her, she gave me (laughs) about a 15-minute lecture on why I should have my voicemail set up and how disappointed she was and all of these expectations that she had of me were already being placed on me. And I knew in that moment, you are not the therapist for me. And I let her know right away, just like that, no shame. And it felt so good to be able to empower and take care of myself in that way. I found another therapist that I did extensive research on. I went as far as finding her profile on LinkedIn, and I started to look at things that she had liked, articles that she had read, and I knew that she was the one. She read books that I had read. I knew that she was a conscious therapist, so I went to her for about I want to say almost two years. She was one of the best decisions that I had made in my journey to healing. I did want to make sure that I shared that with you. Going back to the pain body and how we can help diminish the pain body, I want you to look at the pain body as obviously a negative energy And we have another body that is full of positive energy, which is who we are. Who we are in the present is nothing but positive light energy. I want you to look at the pain body as dark and negative. I don't want you to associate the darkness with when you have to go in the dark and retreat. It's a different type of dark. I want you to begin to understand that whatever is in the pain body that is exposed to the light will be diminished by the light. This is why I love therapy, because you get to expose some of the dark pain bodies and you're no longer carrying them with you. I'm going to share another experience that really helped me when I was diminishing one of my biggest pain bodies. What I began to notice was the more that I hid the pain body, the more that I suppressed it, not only did it grow to become bigger and bigger and put myself in more dangerous situations where I was in relationships where I was being abused verbally, mentally, physically, I was also being extremely destructive with myself. And I was able to identify That this was because I'm not dealing with some of the traumatic experiences that I went through. Most especially one of the most recent traumatic experiences that I was suppressing. That I thought I would take to the grave because I was so ashamed 
of what had taken place and so embarrassed and I felt maybe this was my fault, which is always what your abuser makes you believe, that you're in a situation because you have brought it forward. When in reality, this is probably going to be hard to hear, but it is a situation where both of your pain bodies attracted it, okay? What I began to do is I took the decision to stop drinking alcohol for an entire year and I committed to reading the Bible from beginning to end. I did not want to hear the Bible from anyone else. I didn't want to hear another person's interpretation of what Jesus was trying to communicate. I wanted the communication to be strictly directly between myself and Jesus. So I took this entire year. As soon as I made steps to do this, that pain body that I had been suppressing, the most recent one, the one that I told myself that I was never going to speak about and I was going to take it to the grave, I was placed in a situation which now looking back, I believe that I manifested this situation where I was up against a rock in a hard place and I had to accuse the abuser to their face, not only to their face, but in front of the people that had a right to know what had taken place. It was a very difficult experience. But the second I moved through that experience, the light shed onto this pain body. Even though this was something that I feared the most, I feared the most facing this. I really can't explain this level of fear. If you've ever been abused, then you know this level of fear of confronting your abuser or having to admit to the people that deserve, that have the right to know what took place. It was something that was so profound and so grand. The moment I did that, I took away the power from my energy body and it began to diminish. I could immediately feel my power coming back to who I was. It was light and it was bright and I was in my full power and I knew in my heart that I had done nothing wrong and that the earth and the universe was my witness. That maybe there wasn't another pair of eyes, but that didn't matter because the universe was my witness and there was nothing that could come between myself and the truth and the universe who is the ultimate power essentially and God is what I'm talking about. Source is what I'm talking about. I watched my life change for the remainder of that year completely. The level that I was manifesting in was day and night. It was like I had removed certain blockages from my body and I could feel the energy of what I was seeking to attract move through me in a much more powerful and faster way. I do have to say that for whatever reason, the way I've decided to navigate through my life, the help that I've had come in, whether it be through God, whether it be through my intuition, whether it be through people that have been angels in my life, I don't know why I've had the courage or the strength to move forward in my life the way I have, despite my circumstances. 
I do know one thing is that it is not typically normal that in the situations or in the type of life that I have lived where there has been sexual abuse for many, many years, where I was a teen mom, the circumstances of my life are most likely to look a lot different for women that share similar stories with me. I am very cognizant of that. And I think that is why I have such a strong desire to share how I have been able to move through life despite of the circumstances that I have gone through. A lot of the times when I am working with women, I can see how hard it is for them to bring light to their pain body, to to let go of the pain body. In some cases, in healings, what I'm doing is removing a lot of this blocked energy, but I see women get so sick that they have to call the pain body back to them because they have become so comfortable. They believe this is what they deserve. I think more so it's just they're not mentally prepared to let go. I thought it was really important for me to talk about the pain body as we move into the Yoni series and healing. I want you to remember again that the Yoni series is about manifesting from your womb space. And if we are clogged up with energy that does not serve us, if we're clogged up with a huge pain body, we cannot create or manifest from this space. My goal for this is to get you into a space where eventually, as we do the work and as we move through the Yoni series, then eventually get you into a space of compassion and forgiveness towards those that are unconscious and are being led and they're being essentially taken over by their pain body and they do these horrific things it is because they are unconscious so i want us to sort of move into that space but i thought it was important if we first identified what is the pain body anyway what does that even mean and what does it mean to be conscious and what does it really mean to be woke the last thing i want to leave you with before we take a short break is This quote by Eckhart Tolle, he says, Power over others is weakness disguised as strength. True power is within and it is available to you right now. I want you to think about that when you witness other people mistreating people. If you yourself are mistreating people in any way, talking down to them, feeling superior to them, I really want you to be cognizant of who is moving through you. Is it really you? Is it the light of your essence or is it your pain body? So for this week's Yoni work, I want to invite you to identify what is your pain body's superpower. What I mean by that is what moves your pain body the most? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it jealousy? Is it anxiety? 
I think that this will really help as you're moving through your spiritual journey, as you're moving through your day, as you're moving through your hour, be cognizant of what triggers you have and remember that that is not you in your true essence of light. That is nowhere near you, who you are and what you were meant to do and why you are here. I realized that this episode was really heavy. I realized it was a lot. I would like to suggest to just turn on some music after this and um, try to just process what I shared today. Follow us on Instagram at Let There Be Lose. You can follow me at Lose Warrior. Visit our website www.letthereBeLose.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars. This not only gives my podcast more visibility, but you're also voting for the type of content that you want to consume. I love you guys. May the light within get stronger.